We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. here sitting in with me Aaron Larsoul. Aaron how you doing my man? Well better than I deserve. Excited to talk a little hoop with you so yeah I mean have we, have we gotten over that disgusting Wednesday night jazz loss? No. no. <laughs> Can I, I'm gonna ask you this question because I threw this one out and I'm pretty sure I know where your, your head lies but um, more egregious mistake. Clay um wandering on defense while Malik Beasley hits an open three or Jordan Poole. And he was fouled and I'm kind of shocked yes. they didn't call it, but like losing the ball to turn into the the layup clay. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's close because yeah. one is like a physical error. Fine, whatever. But clay has been around too long to just wander away from a three point shooter in that situation who also has made, I think it's the fifth most threes in the nba presently like you just don't you don't leave him i clay and it's clay and it's not close i'm also not sure what is intently go to help or do anything he just kind of wandered away so i think it's clay pretty clearly yeah super disappointing given the fact that he was the only veteran out there maybe not the only one i mean they had a very young unit out there Trying yeah. to close out again. You expect better from him. Okay. That's kind of yes. where I'm at with it, too. I mean, their three was... best players and two <laughs> oldest players were not, the, were, not, uh, were not available last night. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, fair, well I guess let, let Iggy is, is, but Iggy hasn't played yet this year, so he doesn't count. Iggy is a perfect jump off point to what I wanted to talk about today, which is Andre Godal has not played a game this season. Ryan Rollins, G League. Patrick Baldwin, mm-hmm. G League, both were mm-hmm. expected. Uh, James Wiseman got five minutes against Utah, but Steve Kerr let everyone know he's going back to Santa Cruz. Um, <laughs> open roster spot. I guess I guess the open roster spot's not in Santa Cruz, but it's not on the Warriors roster either. Um, that's five spots that they're not using right now. And then we could get into Moses Moody, who can't break into the rotation, and right. all of this. And Kamingo, who couldn't for a while. 
Yeah, although Kuminga looks like he's yeah. coming around in the way that I hoped he would. You know, I, I was bullish on him as as a prospect since day one. And, it, it, you know, the ups and downs you expect with young players, but I'm I'm generally happy with the direction he's going. Anyway, all this is to say strength in numbers, they are not. And Correct. we've been hearing more and more noise that they're going to be active in the trade market. The Warriors historically do not make midseason trades since Bob Myers has been the GM. There's two that I can think of that matter. Uh, I'm not talking about like the acquisition of Jose Calderon or stuff like no. that. Um, Monte Ellis for Andrew Bogut. I think we yep. would call that a W. And yep. then D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins at a pick, which turned into Kuminga. I'm fairly certain everyone would call that a W. Um, yep. And that's that's great, but the the reality is they have not uh, made a ton of trades. So while it would be uncharacteristic for them to do it, it also feels like something they should consider. Um, and so let's get to this Bob Myers quote. He was there was an article in GQ uh, with Bob Myers. I encourage everyone to read it. I tweeted it out. Um, he's talking about trades. He goes, so if we trade a player, are we going to be okay if that player becomes an all star? If we trade a draft pick, are we okay if that pick ends up becoming a top five pick? We have to understand those consequences before we do a deal. There are certain situations where you are so convinced of groupthink or public narrative that the downside isn't possible. <laughs> then we don't even explore it. So I spend more time saying, what if X happens? Well, that's not going to happen. What if it did? That's pretty low odds. Let's talk about it. Are you okay with that? First off, just quintessential Bob Myers is kind of uh talking he's he's got away with the words where he just kind of yes. speaks a lot and says very little yes but i think it would you agree with me the warriors trend conservative with this sort of stuff they're 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 more likely to not make a deal than make a deal yeah and i think he's given himself an out uh mm -hmm. if and when they don't and I think, I, I mean, frankly, I think it's kind of disingenuous um, mm -hmm. because th that's not how these things work. Um, the Warriors know that there is a risk. Any team that trades anything knows there is a risk. Right. Um, I think partially he's speaking to his owner there. That's I don't like putting it that way. To ownership there. That's a better way to phrase it. Um, speaking up the ladder. Yeah, I mean, obviously because of because of Joe Lacob's fondness and, you know, his pet project-ness of james wiseman um who is probably the guy that and also because he's he has huge potential hasn't shown anything and specifically because of his salary slot yeah um is the most likely guy to be included in in all of these things um but i think it's kind of disingenuous because like yeah the warriors would be there is a potential that whomever they trade of the young guys turn really turns into something but you know that going in, and if you're unwilling to have that be a potential outcome, then what's the point of having prospects to begin with? And, and the Warriors are in a unique situation because it is quite obvious that your calculus has to be different, or at least should be different. And it doesn't, I'm not saying you, the Warriors have to make a trade. It seems to me like they probably should, but I'm not even advocating for that. I just think the thought process is a little off because you are either playing for something right now or you're not. And if you are playing for something right now, then the calculus on that trade shifts because yes, you are specifically trading potential because James Wiseman isn't any good. 
So you sure. are for for the other team. The other team is trading for him for his potential. Also, the yeah, other they have team more time. is could, willing you know. to give you something that can help now for something that can help later. So the potential is all you are trading. Yeah. Um, the other thing I always take <coughs> from from Bob Myers with these quotes is I do think there's a level of showmanship. Um, mm-hmm. I would assume most other teams think the Warriors need to make a move because of the nature of their bench. And the Warriors don't gain anything by publicly making it publicly seeming thirsty, for lack of a better way to put it. Right. So there's a level of trying to be like, no, we like him. We think we can get him where we need to. We don't need to make a move. You know, Wiseman will be fine by the playoffs. Kuminga will be able to replace GP2 by the playoffs. Moses Moody's coming around. There's some of that where they're, you know, I'm not saying other teams buy it because that would assume that they're blind, but, right. <laughs> but there's got, there's some level of showmanship. I don't expect, I don't expect Bob Myers to be like, yeah, dude, I I'm, I'm willing to give, give it all away. I just, I need a backup center, you know? Right. You don't, the, yes. He's saying this so that he can at least appear to be negotiating from a position mm-hmm. of strength, but that also ties into what's going on with, with James in the G league because everybody knows he's bad or no, that's not fair. Everybody knows he has been bad in NBA games. Um, They also, they have access to the G league footage just as well as right. And uh, nobody, yeah. And nobody's going to care if he like, there isn't as far as raising his trade value that doesn't exist in the G league. Right. If he, if he's, if he struggles, which for large portions of it, at least from what I've seen, he has, that doesn't help. And if he's if he's good, everybody goes, yeah, well, because he's playing against guys that are not as physically gifted as he is. And that tells us nothing about what he can do in an NBA game. So sure. that potential is still going to whatever you feel about his potential. It could, it can get worse from other teams perspective in the G League. It's not going to get better. So if it is posturing and it's about, you know, trying to strengthen the position to trade him, then he belongs in the NBA, even if that is going to diminish some chances of of winning basketball games which from what we've seen so far it will would you would you say that today if the Warriors were trying to make a trade all Wiseman provides for them is salary filler like he has no value in terms no I think he still has value to other teams um just but like actual value or like they are intrigued by him, but they're not going to give the Warriors anything for him, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I know there's teams out there who think there's a good player in there, and I have two years. The Warriors don't, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, an Oklahoma City comes to mind as a team who I'm sure would love to take a flyer on James. They didn't take him number two overall. Right. They're not the ones who have to... They're not the ones trying to, you know, defend his champion. Right, it's or, looking... Orlando with Markel Fultz. Yeah. Exactly. It's that type of thing, right? And I just wonder if that means the Warriors can actually get something back for him. Or if it is like the Fultz situation, like you said, which what did Philly end up getting for that? Nothing. Exactly. That's my, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my point. You know, yeah. if I'm a poker player, I'm not going to give you something. I'm going to wait for you to just be like, just take the salary. I, I just sure. need him off my books. The difference with with Fultz, though, is like extra year one. <laughs> yes. And um, the like whatever we think of how like mentally tough uh, James is. 
like there were there was an True. actual like psychological block for Mark. He wouldn't which, shoot the ball. God, Philly has a lot of guys who he um, no, but no, but not even that. Like even when he would, whatever whatever was going on with him, he had that you know like Chuck Knobloch throwing from second base thing. You, there's some guys are Rick Ankiel when they had yeah. they switched it you know to a hitter he couldn't pitch anymore um, because some guys just for whatever reason have a like a psychological or mental block with doing like, yeah, the one thing they couldn't get over it yeah so like james has just been bad <laughs> like he right. can still do the things that he's supposed to do physically he's just been bad um no i do think james has some value like obviously it's it's not that high now and it is all based on on his potential but he was the number two pick in the draft he's a couple still seven years one. recently he still moves like a guy who's not seven one which is yeah, I mean, there's still like, it's like there yeah. are very few people with his physical profile on planet Earth, sure. right? There just aren't those yeah. guys. Um, so that still has some value. And as you mentioned, right, it may be a sunk cost. He may be a sunk cost for the Warriors um, as the number two pick. But on the next team, they don't have to view him as like, I better He's have gotten this one right. Two. Or this is a really like huge demerit on my on my record. So that gives you some freedom to have you know, like it's, kind of a, a wider view of it. It's not the same uh, because this player was in his previous stop much longer and signed an extension. But in some ways, it's like the the Wiggins. Uh, he was, n- forget Minnesota being a bad situation for majority of his career. He was always going to be compared as a number one pick. So yeah, right. no matter what he did, he was disappointing. Comes to the Warriors. The Warriors didn't pick him number one. He's just he's just coming to the Warriors to play a role, and he excelled at that role, and quite frankly, continues excelling at that role. So it's like the reset, new situation, not having that number one pick, uh, you know, thing hanging over him helped. So in some ways, I I do understand why there would be teams who's like, yeah, sucks for the Warriors, but like I'd like to take yeah. a shot at him because he is still yeah. just twenty one. Well, so and there's a lot of nuance here because like. Remember, Wiggins is a good example. Although Wiggins showed a lot more, I mean, he was also older sure. and had more time, but he showed a lot more in six years, yeah, in uh, in Minnesota than than James has shown so far. Um, he also played in basically every game, and I believe, I, I mean, he got like, an extension, so like it's just it's different from yeah, that, right? But from an expectation um, standpoint, yes. he never lived up to what but, they thought. So it it kind of reminds me of, um, I think I think he was. Was he the fourth pick or the fifth pick? And Draymond said this, right, about when when the Warriors uh, brought Marquise Chris in and just how bad of a situation it was in Phoenix. Right. right. And so, yeah. And like and Draymond said, basically, in, in standing up for Marquise Chris, who like, I mean, still can't play, but in standing up for him said, like, we we toss aside these talented young guys way too quickly because of their situation and how much of an impact that can have on what a player develops into the problem with that or the nuance in that is that normally the warriors are the good situation. So that is going to give some teams teams, some pause as far as like, well, if you can't succeed with the warriors, it's going to be tough anywhere else. However, the nuance to that is, or the finer point on that is yes, the warriors have a good culture and, and community and system. And now seemingly have really shored up the development team. But in saying all of that, James's game just doesn't fit with Steph. And so even though the like in a vacuum, the situation is good for a young player, 
for a young player that does what James does, I like just hit Steph and and Clay and well Clay you can play with, but Steph and Draymond specifically, right? It's really hard for James to play with. So the situation in that regard is tough for him. Even though in a vacuum, the Warriors situation is like basically the most stable and uplifting in the league. And it might just be a time thing. Uh, I think that's James, exactly what it is. James needs time. He's I if you got them off record, they would say we shouldn't have taken him number two overall. Uh, mm-hmm. But COVID, mm, I suspect that and yeah. all that stuff, just it's a different situation, you know, and, and it, we can't go backwards. So it doesn't matter. The point is he needs a lot more time and they don't have time to give him right now in the context of this team. So that's this why is always we, the tra- this is the trap of the two timelines. Yeah, exactly. Kuminga looks like he might be up to speed. I, he definitely looks like he could play a role for this team. It's not the role he wants to play, but it might be the best way to develop him, you know, smaller role. And maybe in a couple of years, it expands to him being Andrew Wiggins' role as like the number right. two option. And the guy who was, who was most, everybody thought was most ready to contribute immediately is stapled to Moses Moody is stapled to the bench. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's, it's, it's not easy uh, because the Warriors are, the Warriors are playing for a title. They're not playing for the plan, even though they are currently in the plan. <laughs> they might be um, playing for the, for the next yeah. few months. They might be playing for the plan. Yeah. But my point is they're, their young players are held to a standard that's different than young players in Orlando. We use Orlando as a prime sure. example. I, I, I enjoy some of their young players. Paulo Bancaro is a superstar in the making. I yeah. feel very good about him. I don't know how he would look. Um, getting pulled out, you know, being held to the standard of we need to win tonight, you know, which yeah, is sure. the standard that young players held to. Now, would right, it be if better Kaminga than... Was getting, uh, if he was getting Jalen Green touches and roll sure. and freedom yeah. in Houston, like, right, he, it, he might be scoring 25 a night. Exactly. He'd be taking exactly. 28 shots, but he might be scoring 25 a night. And there'd be the occasional 40-point outburst, and we'd all be like, man, that guy, is he's next, you know? That's kind of how it goes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. We're a week away from December 15th, which is when most contracts are officially tradable. The caveat, I do not expect anyone, um, particularly the Warriors, to make a trade December 15th. (laughs) But it does kind of open up silly season speculation. Yes. So let's get into some of them because there's been a few rumors and we've kind of talked around it right now, but I want to get into a few of them. So first one here is our friends over in San Antonio. Okay. According to a pair of sources, the two teams most persistent about acquiring Jakob Pertl are the Toronto Raptors, kind of funny, and the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> um, Can we do- work DeMar DeRozan into this trade somehow? Exactly. <laughs> and Kawhi Leonard. Hey, they drafted him. That, that I would assume they still like him. I mean, he, he's kind of turned into exactly what they probably thought he would when they drafted yeah. him. Um, I, heard, I heard about the Warriors being interested in Pertl last year at the deadline. Um, they weren't able to make a trade. Now it seems like there's more likely chance Pirtle gets moved, mostly because he's a free agent in the offseason. So you would think the Spurs are either going to sign him to an extension or try to get something for him right now. Right. And it seems to me, age 27, entering his prime, Spurs clearly uh, in a rebuild, the longer view. It, would, it, it makes sense for, for both parties to go to split their ways here. So... First off, uh, let's let's keep going here. It's noted that the Warriors' primary interest would be Wiseman. Duh, same position, almost to the penny, same salary. So just like from a trade machination standpoint, that's easy. However, sources say the Spurs haven't indicated to the Warriors they aren't interested in Wiseman as a centerpiece of a Pirtle trade. I'm also hearing the Spurs aren't that high on Kuminga. Uh, we can we can put the Kuminga stuff to rest because I don't think the Warriors would trade Kuminga for what's going to be a rental right now. But the Wiseman one's a little interesting here. Uh, give me your initial thoughts on something like this. Do you buy that the Spurs have zero interest in him? No, no, I don't buy that. They, uh, they're just trying to see if they can get the Warriors desperate enough to throw in that 2026 first. Yes, I, I no, I don't buy that the Spurs have no interest. I'm also not sure that it's entirely posturing because i'm not sure that he will have pertle will have suitors around the league and i'm not mm-hmm. sure they can't do better than wiseman um but then again like do better in what context right do Is better Wise, for whatever would you rather have wiseman I mean, or Seattle, or the 27th pick in the 2023 draft you know like i'm sure they can right. get a first out of someone that right. first might be 24th overall though right or they might be able to get you know a decent player right now too that's obviously more valuable mm-hmm. than james but like it, what is that doing for the spurs um but he will have he he does have suitors around the league uh but no i don't i don't buy that they have no interest in in james um so what do i think of it i he's a good player um He's he's a really good player. I don't think he's that. I, and I don't know whatever version of of Steve Kerr we're on at this point. If it's like 
eight, Kerr 8.2 or whatever version it is now. But, but it's 2.1. They've made some changes, but it's not a full new operating system. Okay. So it's funny to me that like how quickly he went from we need nine centers on the roster to basically one and a half, kind of. Yeah. Um, so like, and, and the reason why is because he's finally given in to the fact that when games really matter, He's not going to play any of them. He's going to play Draymond at center. He's not going to play any of them. So the centers who play at the end of games all think they're power forwards. So, right. Um, like who was playing, who was playing center in, in closing lineups in the NBA finals, you know, however, whatever, five months ago, it was Draymond and Otto Porter jr. Neither of which is a center. And so that makes me nervous about like making that making what do, yeah, what do you the, say the move and what do you say I also am worried about him guarding in space and I'm worried about him having to shoot free throws in the playoffs so I don't think he's that valuable to the Warriors in the playoffs but he is a damn good player what do you say to this right now okay so the Warriors have moved Draymond to the second unit um I mean generally their answer to all their lineup issues are put Steph or Draymond out there which is yes. a good answer but that's also why yeah. they were missing the Utah game and hopefully both. Yeah, exactly. You know, like they were, they get run into the ground too much because this roster can't function without either of them on the floor. Right. So part of the reason Draymond with the second unit works is because he can facilitate and the Warriors offense requires someone in the front court to be a facilitator, get Jordan Poole off ball. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not really even sure Jordan Poole's a point guard. He's kind of better functioning off ball, um, doing his like, you know, his version of a Steph impression. Um, and and playing that way, what what do you say when I say someone like Pirtle, you can use him that way. The Spurs use him a that good passer. way. Yeah. He is a good passer. In general, the thing that jumps to me with the second unit is lack of IQ. It does feel like the Wanamaker Kelly Oubre era. Um, <laughs> you know, different types of players, but the same like when you're just like, man, these guys just I will not they, accept this Kent Bazemore slander. They do not fit what the Warriors want to do. And adding a big man who's objectively very skilled and one of his best skills is passing feels like the type of player who uh in aggregate actually makes everyone around him better and may even be better for the warriors than he is individually yes so here but here's the problem once you get to the playoffs how many minutes does he need to play who is not who is not playing like is it him not playing or is it looney not playing and is Looney going to the bench now? Because the Warriors starters are still the best five man unit in the NBA. So okay, who's last, going to the bench? let's let's use last year's playoffs uh, as an example. I can pull up the minutes pretty quickly. Uh, Otto Porter, they had a three big man rotation last year, right? It was Draymond, it was um, it Looney was and Otto Looney Porter. and Otto Porter. Sorry, I'm yeah. pulling it up. And Bielitsa had a moment here and there. He did. He gave them, particularly if it was a if it was a matchup that didn't have him living in pick and roll. Like he wasn't yeah. out there with Jaw, but when they switched to the uh, the the Tyus Jones version of the Grizzlies, you know he could play a little bit. He could play a little bit against the Celtics because they they don't have a guard who can expose him as much. Anyway, they didn't they? Didn't now they do? Correct, but, correct, yes. correct. But yeah, look at the minutes right now. Looney played about twenty ish minutes a game. Otto played twenty ish minutes a game, and Draymond played thirty five or so minutes a game. Yeah, because, that was their big because Draymond, team. yes, because Draymond, because Otto, Otto can play with either of Looney or, or whereas, Draymond, they don't whereas, have that guy now. And, and I'd agree with you, in a perfect world, the big they 
the big they acquire is a guy who can play with both. So what would you say for someone like uh, PJ Washington? That's a, that's a, that's like another that name that uh, it just keeps getting reported that like, they're probably not going to extend him. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys who's been in trade rumors for like about a year now. No one expects yeah. Charlotte to throw. So it, it'd be another portal type situation. He could be a rental unless Joey Lightyears really opens the checkbook, but but I mean, they're gonna have to pay Wiseman if they keep him anyway. So true. Like, I, like it's it's net. I don't know what is what is James make next year. I think it's twelve next year. Twelve, correct. Yeah. So, like, it. I don't think it would be that much different. I like Washington better because he can shoot it. So that means he can play with either guy. Um, I, I he's he's really good. I don't know why Charlotte. I, I mean, you never know what what Jordan's doing other than trying to just cut cost. Um, but I don't know why he wouldn't or Charlotte. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's around. maybe there's maybe he wants a lot of more money than is being reported or something. I, I mean, frankly, that like this is unsavory to stay, but especially because who knows what's going on with Bridges and if he'll ever play basketball again and where. So, I, it, it his availability has always been surprising to me because he does a lot of good things and is still young and does a lot of like modern big man things. Uh, so his availability is surprising to me. I just think, like, in comparing the two, I think he can stay on the for this Warriors team. I think he can stay on the floor better or more in the playoffs than than Jakob can. Although, to be fair to, to our conversation about, like, the Warriors are playing for championships and not the playing, there's probably something to be said that they, the they need to get there, need too. Yeah, they need reinforcements <laughs> just to, like, get to have a real chance at it. Yeah, that is the other problem. I mean, we saw it two years ago. They killed themselves to get to the play-in with an eight-man rotation. And, um, well, they didn't They didn't get out of the plan. But even if they did, it was just so clear that, you know, they always have a puncher's chance because Steph can go for 50 at any given yes. moment. And But, like, it wasn't a sustainable team to last the two-and-a-half-month playoff grind because of how hard they had to play in the regular season. No, and it might be, like, there is a case to possibly be made. I mean, it's it's like tinfoil hat stuff, but that the Warriors won the title specifically because Steph got injured and therefore right. had that, like, whatever it was. Three weeks. Five three weeks. weeks or, right. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, I mean, he, the injury three weeks, and then there was, like, the first couple of weeks he was kind, like, he was coming off the bench, and right? So, and right. his minutes were reduced. So there is an argument to be made that that gave him a better chance because it saved his legs, but they were also one of the best teams in the NBA going into it. And at least so far do not have that luxury. Let's talk. Um, let's talk Utah jazz. They are also a team who um, they're open for business They're They've, they've been one of the surprises this season, but angel trade any one of those guys. If he thinks it's going to benefit them in the long run. Like they're not, they're not protecting Olenek and Clarkson for their future. It's just kind of like they're, they're doing their thing. So there's two names that hop to mind on Utah as potential acquisitions for the Warriors. Um, and it, it's not a Clarkson or Sexton just because not needs, right? Yeah. Um, it's Kelly Olenek who makes 11 to 12 million. Could be, you could string together a trade using Wiseman's contract. And Jared Vanderbilt, who makes four-ish million for the next two years, so about four and four and change next year, 
Uh, you could string something together with Dante or Moses Moody, who make almost that much right now. Do either of those players interest you? What, what's your thought? Yeah, I mean, Olenek does because I think he's kind of in the Washington mold where he could play with both guys in the front. Or like he could fit into a front court rotation in the playoffs. He, he can really, shoot it a little really bit. He's pretty versatile. can pass. He can yeah. definitely. Steve Kerr is going to have him running dribble handoffs. and He can know. rip out Kevin Love's shoulder. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that could be that could be useful down the line. Um, but again, like part of it is like, I just don't like I do think they need to do something, but I don't see any of this happening because like, I think that Joey Lightyears is going to need a, something a little sexier to trade his 31 year old like, Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek. <laughs> like I gave up. Right. Because then we get back into how we got into this discussion with the Bob Myers quote. Like you have to take into account. What if we see this guy? averaging 23 and 12 you know three years from now like that's easier to that's that's more palatable if you get a name that's a little sexier than kelly olenic or Jakob purtle that's true that's true i mean which doesn't I mean th- it would be th- a bad move it just means, i think the fan think base take- would i think the fan base would forgive it if said move was a key piece to them getting another ring oh i agree with you but they but like kelly olenic better make like you know, a game-winning three in yeah. game in right in game three the, of the we, West we need Finals. The Olympic game like in the West Finals yeah, where yeah, he hits yeah, four like, threes. It better just, be pretty obvious. Yeah, <laughs> when we see right when we see Wiseman, like when you see Wiseman turning into I don't know, like you know whatever. When when you see Wiseman start having games like Anthony Davis the last couple of weeks, like that's gonna be pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. I, I I'd bet against that, but I can understand I, the fear. I, I don't think James Wiseman will ever have a single game like that. However, it's, that's a lot of hoops to jump through. But I do think there, there, this needs to get to like not even like not even necessarily. I mean, yes, there is a PR part of it, but more of just an ego thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think for for Lakeup to sign off on something, it is going to have to be like so obvious that you have to to yeah. trade Wiseman for him to okay it. What about Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt could be acquired for Moody contraction. I'm not saying yeah, the valuation's yeah. fair. Um, and it could be a fair valuation. But anyway, um, Vanderbilt's interesting to me because defensively, he's everything the Warriors need yep. in terms of he's six eight, can guard four positions. Um, just the, the Warriors feel kind of unathletic on the perimeter most That's of exactly the time. That's exactly what it is. And, and but on, then on, on the, the perimeter, f- on everywhere. They have yeah. they have three I mean, athletes and on only one of them plays. Wiggins yeah, is an uh, athlete. Kaminga's an athlete who just started playing, and Wiseman's an athlete who doesn't play. Yeah, and Dante was but, before he got hurt. But then there's the then there's the the other part of Vanderbilt where I'm not sure where he plays on offense for the Warriors. So no, I mean, unless, you can, you can, unless you can do you know, and the Warriors have been looking for this the GP two I mean, role, right? Like yeah, that's he is what it kind has of. To be. Yeah, but then you acquire, the then you acquire him and your and Kuminga's back out of the rotation because there's no way also, on earth Steve Kerr is going to play Vanderbilt and Kuminga, two guys who can't shoot, who are slashers at the same time. So I don't know. He's also a good point. He's if Kuminga wasn't popping, I would say that's maybe a more attainable type of player you could get because Moody probably makes sense for Utah's uh, acquisition there, and you know it's just kind of like. He's young. He's 23. So you're trading one young player for one guy who's like slightly less young, but still young. Uh, but there's really no... but also doesn't have the experience in the system, which takes young guys especially True. some time to get. But 
he fits really well in Utah who runs a similar system. He's comfortable passing and moving. So I don't think it would take him that long. And he's also, I, the thing that's holding Moody back is he, he keeps wanting to shoot the ball, you know, um, which yeah, he, no, should. he also has these weird, like two dribble, like, like he just dribbles twice into traffic. You know what it yeah. reminds me? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh Jeremy Lin, who would just like drive, dribble into the lane and get stuck there and panic because he had nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's pretty <laughs> it's pretty much exactly why he's out of the rotation. You know? It's it's not that complicated. Uh Vanderbilt's never gonna be that guy because he knows exactly who he is in the NBA. You know, it's like it's yeah. GP, it's a GP2 thing. GP2 figured out who he was and then he just took off because when he played within himself, he made a difference every time he played, right? Yes. So, yes. What about the, the TK suggestion of uh, GP2? Bring GP2 back. Maybe sprinkle some of that magic Rick Celebrini fairy dust on him and get him get him right? I mean, it, why not? You know, I, I, I don't hate it. I mean, GP2, gigantic fan. He, he, would, he would help quite a bit on this team. I still... Okay, yeah. let me ask you this. Would you rather they add, because they have two glaring needs, a uh, front court player, uh, and it could be a traditional big type, or you and I are more aligned with the, like, the hybrid who can play next to Draymond and Looney, who's probably more of like a big wing than a big man, mm-hmm. but he's a big man for the Warriors, or mm-hmm. like a perimeter defender, wing athlete, GP2 type of, replacement which one do you deem the higher priority i think there's another one i think i think i think there's still like i still don't trust cloning stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah for yeah i still that'll, don't fi- that'll fix a lot of things two I, steps. yeah um you know actually how about i think they're if you ask me who is like the one guy that theoretically could be available that i think the warriors should try to go get that there have been rumors about him, not with the Warriors, but there have been just rumors about him. Mm-hmm. Is Kyle Kuzma because I think he can kind of solve both of those things. He is offensively, he is like a three four, mm-hmm. um, but can play next to either. He can obviously play up to a four next to either. I mean, he Dre starts with the four, four, so right. And then, but but defensively, like the secret to him defensively, it, Luke Walton with the Lakers tried to make him a five, and it was just a disaster defensively he has turned himself into a pretty competent wing defender mm-hmm. um he's not going to give you the on ball stuff like gp2 like the disruptive on ball stuff gp2 does but it is another it is another option for like like yesterday when wiggins is out right and clay is not that guy anymore you go like all right who is guarding wings now Kuminga. and now yeah. draymond has to and coming yeah. can but he hasn't wanted to and and kerr likes to especially when wiggins is not available Kerr likes to deploy him as an on-ball defender. And then you go like, okay, who's guarding the like, you know, like, let's take the game on on Saturday. Would you... Like, who is guarding? Wiggins is not going to be there. Who's guarding Tatum and Brown? I mean, that's a question for everybody. But like, who's guarding Tatum and Brown? And that is something that Kuz can theoretically, like, competently do. And he does solve some of those, those like, big man rotation issues. He's just yeah. like, like a better version of Otto Porter, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's making he makes feel, 13, I think it is, and he's a free agent. I, well, a player option, op, which he his, will not pick up. Yes, uh, he's uh, he's earned himself a nice raise, yeah. And does um, like so, he's, he's didn't have any interest in in Wiseman. He's I mean, it would take rental. more than that, but he's a pure rental for the Warriors, is my assumption, because I just don't see how they could afford to keep him 
Um, he's also won a title. He's you know he's played well in in. He's at least been in. Yeah, he's been in. He's been in some high level AAU tournaments. Um, (laughs) Very good. uh, And the play in. Um, But what I was gonna say is, uh, I I just feel like I, I don't even talk about him anymore because I feel like it would cost Kuminga and. I just can't see the Warriors throwing that away on a rental situation, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it might be. I honestly, I think, I think it might take Wiseman like and three, Kaminga. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. One, for the salaries. Two, just like for Washington to consider it. So it's a it's a no for me. Um, but Aaron, I appreciate you stopping by. We'll, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll delve into potential trades for the next two months. So <laughs> I think they need to do something. And even if it's something small just to get another body they're like a even like a seventh eighth ninth man that can just play in the regular season and help a little bit so that Steph doesn't have to play 38 minutes a night and score 48 points to beat the jazz i, I think they need to do something Appreciate but my you. pleasure